You're listening to the Ninja Sergeant live on the Podcast Detroit Network. This episode is sponsored by Michu Entertainment. Michu Entertainment provides A-list celebrity talent, perfect for your next convention or expo. Go to www.michuentertainment.com. Michu Entertainment, bringing celebrities to events near you. Ten, nine, ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Ninja Star! What's up, Ranger fans? This is Steve Cardenas, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger. Hey, this is Eugene Clark from... George Romero's Land of the Dead. Hey, this is Jason Font from Power Rangers Time Force. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Man. And this is Ming Chen, also from AMC's Comic Book Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to... The Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy McKnight. Our favorite podcast. It has begun! Oh, yeah! Woo! I am awesome! You take the red pill... You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Three, two, one, zero. Hey guys, this is Will of the Ninja Starship uh, here at Motor City Comic Con, going live. I have actor Martin Starr with me. How's hey. it going, Martin? Good, how are you? I'm doing okay. How's the con been for you? Great. Yeah. Do you, do you do a lot of these Comic Cons? or This is my first one. This is your first one? Correct. So Mother said he had a chance to pop your cherry. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> not quite how I wanted to think about it, but it's too late now. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> uh, so was this what you thought it would be like? or I don't know what I thought it would be like, but it is what it is. Have you ever attended any of these as a fan before growing up? or? Yeah, I've been to, I mean, I've been to San Diego Comic Con a, a number of times. And I've done panels and things at, at that, but never what I, what I'm doing here. Never at that booth, just signing yeah. autographs, taking photos. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> I right. mean, so have you, have all the fans been pretty cool with you? or have you Everyone's any, been very nice, yeah. Yeah. It's been great. That's awesome, dude. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just, sorry, I'm just um, glad that this was your first con. Like, this is... It's kind of an honor for Motor City to have you as this, this being their first, your first con it's, with them. It's my honor. Um, yeah, I mean, this is not quite the same as San Diego Comic Con, I'm sure. Size-wise, but I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what really makes the difference. The people are the same. Yeah. Good people. That's good, yeah. I mean, the, the fan community here is always just so great. Yeah. Everyone's so happy just to be around everyone. Yeah. So, um. Do you have any any big stories come out this weekend? Anything that you like yeah. just hear at the con? Any fun stories you wanted to talk about? Or I didn't really. I got in late on Friday, and uh, I have. I mean, I haven't. I don't feel like I've been here long enough to have a lot of stories. Uh, but it's been good. I've had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Any awkward fans walking up to your booth, knocking stuff over because they don't know how to walk? Uh, one. It's funny that you ask because you are that person. <laughs> it might have been a uh, loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm getting the feeling you already knew the answer to that question. Um, so, for people who don't know you, um, what kind of shows have you been in? Uh, ones that you haven't seen. <laughs> That's a good, good question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, so I, I first 
was introduced to your work during Freaks and Geeks when you were you were pretty young when you started that show. Um, and now seven years old. And now I'm still watching you on Silicon Valley, which yeah. is a great show on HBO. Yeah, we're we're having fun. I get to. I, I'm still working. I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you got any of the other upcoming projects you can talk about, or are you kind of just focusing um, on that show? Spider-Man comes out uh, July 7th, and okay. um, I have a part in that. And, uh, yeah, we're doing another series, uh, another season of Silicon Valley, so that's exciting. Um, and otherwise, I'm raising a dog, moving into a house, and shooting independent movies when I have time this summer. What's, uh, what's your dog's name? Albert. Albert. Oh, that's, that's a great name. He already had the name Albie, and I wanted his name to be Albert instead, so I changed it. Was he a young enough dog that he probably didn't really know this? Oh, he he picked up uh, Albert. He immediately took to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds somewhat similar, so I'm sure it was yeah. a big stretch for him. Yeah, if I went with Alberto or Abraham, it might have been more difficult for him. But yeah, Albert, he slipped right into. That's good. Well, um. Can you talk about what you're doing in Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, I play a teacher to um, Mr. Peter Parker and the other students. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I get to I get to be a part of some fun in the movie. Were you, were you kind of excited when you got that role? Were you kind of oh yeah, super with the, excited. Yeah, were you what? familiar with Spider-Man growing up? Or uh, yeah, I I, uh, I grew up with a subscription to one um, to one comic book and one comic book only, and that was Spider-Man. Ah, that's yeah. that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, so when you were, when you were reading Spider Man comics, was it teenage Spider Man? Was it Spider Man once he was in college? Um, yeah, he was in high school, I think, when I was reading. Okay. I think you're making me second guess myself. I, he did always feel like an adult, though. Yeah. In ways that uh, I think that's what's the most interesting about this version of Spider Man is that they really um, play into what it is to be. You know, a kid, yeah. Yeah. To actually be a kid. Like, uh, you know, I mean, John Daly wrote it, and he and I worked on Freaks Freaks and Geeks together. And, and, you know, the the vein in which they wanted that movie to be is similar to Freaks and Geeks, you know, in in like a coming-of-age, young, awkward, figuring figuring life out. And then on top of it, now he's got superpowers. Um, So instead of, like, the confident side of things to, to really explore the other side of things um, and uh, yeah I, and I think that's, that's a, it's an interesting concept to, to try and go into that with um, I can't talk about any details but in general the, the desire to really like make it feel like you know a John Hughes movie is, is uh, awesome yeah, I mean, I was a little, like, when they when I first saw they were doing it, I was kind of bummed. Because to me, like, when I, when I was really reading Spider-Man comics, it was when he was a little older in life, mid-20s. You know, so to me, Peter Parker is kind of that middle-aged college kid. Yeah. And that's how he was kind of in the 90s cartoon, which I grew up on. Yeah. But then when I, when I kind of learned more about this project and what they were trying to do with it. Yeah. And kind of explore the character a little differently than they've done in the other movies. Yeah, because that's already been done. I mean, I mean, that's the that's the thing that I think is interesting is why why go back and repeat something I mean, you've got you've got a really popular character, and you've you've already got a movie you can watch if you want to see him in college, and and, and especially you know the those first two Spider-Man movies um, were really good. I I, yeah. I remember really liking them. The third one was kind of crazy, but uh, 
the first two were were solid movies, and uh, and that's that's been done. So if you're going to just remake a movie, I don't know that I'm I'm totally on board with that as an idea, as a concept. But if you've got a new take on it, and I think this explores a new side of Peter well, Parker and, and uh, yeah, Spider-Man. especially those other movies, you kind of you're catching Peter Parker as he's graduating high school. And my understanding of this movie is this is more Peter that during the start of high school. So you're not getting that all his transition into becoming an adulthood and going on to college. You're getting more of the what's it like to be a teenage boy, like you're talking about in college, dealing with everything that teenage boys deal with in high school, plus doing the you're now a superhero. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that's awesome. I, I got it too. I don't want to cut it short too much, but we do have a different podcast he needs this recording here in a minute oh cool yeah I, thank I, uh, you so much for taking in, yeah. a minute out of your time you. to be on the show with us my pleasure um, where can everyone find you on social media um, hopefully not at my home <laughs> do not find me there uh, I, I yeah I'm on social media okay I, I'm, a, I'm available cool by, by my name and everyone can everyone can watch you on Silicon Valley on Sundays on HBO. Yeah. And then they can catch you next month in Spider-Man. Or no, two months. It's in July. Yeah, July, yeah. Yeah, that's Early Spider-Man. July. So. Cool. That's awesome, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 94 of the Ninja Starship. We are broadcasting live from the Motor City Comic Con 2017 in Novi. This has been an amazing con. I am joined by my partner in pod, the lovable, huggable, one and only Wookie Will Blattman. Um, I'm actually stay puffed tonight. Stay puffed tonight. That's right. That's right. You're stay puffed. They were, we actually switch roles. I usually stay puffed, and now this time <laughs> yes. you're stay puffed. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this con really has been amazing so far. I've had an awesome time. Uh, I was only able to be here yesterday and today, though. I had to miss Friday. Um, but I, I got to meet Michael Rooker today. Uh, you know, went and uh, got some things signed by JDF, which is always awesome. Um, but as far as like the con, you know, just like the general ambiance and feeling of this uh, of this con this year has been really, really good and really positive. You know. Yeah, I mean, this is always a great con, especially for us. It's like our uh, home this con. is the home con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we always go to some other cons where it was like you go to the Motor City, you go to the Motor City. So yep. Now it's finally like Motor City, and I can't walk ten feet without someone saying, "Hey, well, what's up? How's it going?" Oh, I know, you know dude. Yeah. Into someone. Yeah, that's the best part the of best. walking it's, here. It's like a home away from home. It is, dude, and, and everybody. Yeah, that's the thing is like because we've been, you know, we've been coming here and we've been doing stuff for a couple years now, you know. So like we know the people that are doing everything, and like you know, you're right. Once we go to these other cons, like it's not the welcome like it is at your own home con. Yeah. You know, when you get to your home con, it, it's it's everybody. You know, you get to see everybody, and it like even though we see you know other people that we know in these other ones, it's just it's not the same. Well, it, it's everyone we see because you, you, you see someone randomly at the Monroe Comic Con, you yep. see them at a Fantastic Con, yeah, but now it's like every one of those people you see at all those other cons are all here. Oh, totally. Which is great about this convention. Yeah. You walk down Artist Alley and you know every other person. Yeah. So. And, and like what we were talking, you know, on uh, on an elegant weapon earlier, like the thing that, you know, I really like about this show is that, yes, it's it, it still gives, you know, tribute to comics and, and the comic con feel, but this is also a very media heavy, uh, you know, uh, convention. And, oh. and it, it, you know, like I said, you know, you, you, you got these people that are in, you know, we got Michael Rooker here. Everybody that went saw Guardians of the Galaxy is now here to get that extra Everyone. connection yes. you know with Michael Rooker and his character and that movie now you know and it, it, it's, it just makes everything that much better for the franchises that we all love which is really cool for me 
Well, yeah, and they have a great lineup of guests this year. They have a lot of guests, which is nice. Right. And it's the lines are constantly moving. People always seem to be so happy. Like, this is this is a con that does a good job of bringing in a wide variety of guests. I mean, Dennis yeah. Rodman's here. Yeah, yeah Dennis know? Rodman. I mean, I, I didn't mean, I didn't expect that at yeah, all. It's, I didn't realize he did con appearances, but Motor City got him, which Motor is awesome. Motor City got him. That's right. You know, so it's, it's great. And the, the cosplayers, man, a lot of cosplayers today. A lot of cosplayers... Um, yesterday. I wonder if anybody dressed up as Kim Jong-un and walked over to uh, Dennis Rodman's booth. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Oh, man. Please, With a basketball. Please, please say there's a photo of that somewhere around here. It would be so good. Oh, so man. good. What, uh, well, I mean, what, what, what have you got to be able to do? What, what are some of the things that you really liked about you know, your experience at this con so far? I, I love walking Iris Alley. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm a big. I love buying prints. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So I can, dude, know. I can't buy any more prints, dude. I've got so uh, many I, just in stacked. I'm like, I need to go buy like probably two hundred dollars in frames just uh, <laughs> just to get up I, all my stuff, I, dude. So like, I'm. I'm thinking about buying cat prints lately. Uh-huh. So I got a... Uh, Did you get the cat print? The, yeah, the, I, I, yes. I, got, I got a Kowren cat. Yes. I got a Ghostbusters cat. Nice. So nice. And it, it's, I'm like, I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I bought some stickers. Uh, shout out to Heads Up Studios. I got yeah. some of his decals. His decals are the best. Yeah, I got to go get um, some decals. But yeah, I mean, like, I love our Alley. There's some sweet... Some sweet artists here too. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, we got um, we got our we got our stay uh, stay true guys like Jason Westlake and Jay Fosgett. You yeah. know, they're over there. I got. Oh, I was man. I couldn't believe it. So Jay Fosgett has this amazing uh, Danger Things print. It's a mashup. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's a mashup between um, Stranger Things. Yep. And then the Deadpool. Yes. The War Sonic. Um, teenage, Negasonic yes. Teenage Warhead. Yep. And and Colossus, and it's Eleven and Dusty. Just as them, yes. And he's saying something about like, you know, like well, you need to unlock the danger room or something. She's on her phone. Yeah. And I'm, he says I'm the only person that bought that from him today. That's crazy. He's only selling it for ten bucks. That's crazy. I'm like, dude, this is the best print here. Right. Like, it's ridiculous that you haven't sell you can sell all of these. Oh, I know, I know. I, I uh, the thing that you know, the one thing that really uh, it's it, it's very very apparent at this at this kind of a con that comics and media work together so very very well yeah. you know it's like you know yes they can survive on their own but together with book and print and tv and film it's just it, they go together perfectly because yes it starts at comics you know you got you got your superman comics your batman comics all that stuff but then you can get those and literally walk over here like last year and and meet uh adam west or a year before dean kane you know what i'm saying and it's just it's it's that extra, just that little extra thing that I think really helps, especially like Artist Alley and, and the entire comic industry, is having these media people involved in this as well. Well, it's great, too, because it's con, and you, like, you're walking around, there's, like, a giant, like, right next to there's a giant pop figuring thing. Oh, you yeah. can walk over there, Wall and you can pop, find, you know, pop. a pop figuring, and then go get the person who that pop is to sign it yeah. while you're here, you yeah. know? I mean, yes, it's it's... <laughs> it is totally touristy. It is totally like fanboying out. But it's like, honestly, that's, that's what we what are. Yeah. That's what we are. We're just nothing. We're huge fanboys, dude. We're giant man children that just want to get our stuff signed by the people we see on TV. <laughs> well, and you, really get, and you get to meet them too. Like I, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to a few people here. I want. I talked about Martin Starr for a while. I'm a big fan of his. Oh yeah, yeah. Freaks yeah. and Geeks, Party Down, SoCal Valley. Three of my three like all time favorite shows. Right know? on. I do. I so, love Silicon Valley. Yeah, you know. So I was pumped to go like awkwardly talk to him a couple times. Hell yeah. And he was such like so, he was 
just being relaxed and chill at his um, booth. And, you know, and it's he's someone I would never meet otherwise. You know, right. so it's great to get that chance. I met with Sting yesterday, which was cool. I met Sting too, dude. That yeah. was oh my, that that alone right there was amazing. Just just to be able to meet the guy that I grew up watching, mm-hmm. and it, it, he was he was the icon even when we were kids. Oh, like he, he, he owned, he was the guy. Well, he looks great too. Like I mean, still, yeah, yeah. You, I'm just like, dude, like you. This is you look how exactly how I thought you would look. Yeah, you know, absolutely, Which is awesome. And now he got uh, his whole career came to an end because of Seth Rollins, correct? Because Seth hurt him. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, what, mean, what, what, mean, what happened with that? Because I know I'm a little fuzzy like, on the details. Like during that match, he suffered an injury. It's not 100% Seth Rollins' fault. Oh, according to Brett the Hitman Hart, yeah. it's totally his fault. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think if you ask Sting, he's not going to blame Seth. Obviously, WB didn't blame him. No, you know, no, he's so. still there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one it of those things, man. It's, you're, in, you're, you're a wrestler. Come on, there's danger. Just, it just sucks that his he didn't get more time in, in WWE. WWE. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I mean, honestly, for him, it was a smart move. Because at the time, he probably would not have been treated nearly as great as he was treated when he eventually did join WWE. Right. Well, I mean, dude, come on. That that whole WrestleMania when he came out and, and you know yeah. main evented with Triple H at WrestleMania. Come on, yeah. that was so amazing, so amazing. Yeah. That, I, th- I think it was that moment really that really brought me back into wrestling is the fact that Sting's in WWE and is at WrestleMania now. You're like, what? Yeah. You know? Um, the man's Lita's like, here, too. Yeah, Lita's here. Uh, Vader's here, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, Vader is here. Dude, and then Amy Jo Johnson's here. Amy Jo yeah. Johnson. Dude, so... Last night's karaoke yes. Amy Jo Dude, Johnson. she was singing karaoke at the hotel bar. It's like, no way. Yeah, she was good, too, dude, man. Like, so, they went there listening, dude. The secret to enjoying a good con is when the con floor ends, go to the con bar. Yeah. Like, go to the hotel bar at the hotel that everyone's staying at because that is where everyone's hanging out at. Right. Especially if you're a podcaster, honestly. Like, if you're podcasting, it's very, very, or a podcaster, it's very hard, you know, to to be able to guarantee interviews with, especially the media side. Yeah. You know, now... I'm not saying that you can go to these bars and get interviews with these people, but you can at least make the contact. You know what I'm saying? Buy the guy a drink. Talk to him. Let him know what you do. Give him a card. Have a nice day. We're at the at the booth. They're they're there to sign stuff. They don't. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's quick. Do. They got a lot of people to get through. You know, and you don't. You're not going to get that that uh, that connection. You yeah. know, um, but like we. I mean. For us, we've been we've been very very fortunate to be able to, to interview some of the people that we have, you well, know, and, and especially they, at this show. Well, and some of the times too, it's the first time we approach someone, they say no, you yeah, know? and then you you see them a little bit later, you talk to them some more, and it's yeah, you know, they okay, yeah, you guys are for real. Like maybe I'll, I'll interview with you guys. That's you know? like the number one rule in, in any kind of media is never take no for an answer. Well, and, no and, means yes in a different way. Well, and, and, <laughs> and you meet them once, they say no, and then. Down the line, at a different con, you see him again, talk to him again. Like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, never oh, give yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I talked to you a couple months ago. I couldn't do it then, but yeah, sure, why not? I got some time now, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, never let it go. Never let it go. Um, but I mean, some of the cosplay that we've even seen here, man, getting back to this show, I, the so cosplay has I, been pretty good this yeah, year. I was surprised, though, with the Negan from Walking Dead. I didn't realize he was 
I mean, I knew like he, they he took was, the place of, of Deadpool. Like last like, year, yeah, it was Deadpool. Deadpool. This year, there are more Negans anywhere. anywhere else, dude. Well, and, and, and like, it's a lot of gender bend Negans too, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you always see a few lady Deadpools, but I mean, I would say every other Negan I see has been a, a female. Negan. Yeah, there's been a lot of female Negans. Which is it just, I mean, I, I mean, we've both kind of done this before. We've kind of. We've kind of fallen off the walking dead bandwagon. Yeah. So I've fallen off so years ago. Then I, <laughs> I did not realize that he was such a popular character. I thought, right. I thought everyone hated him after he spoilers he killed Glenn, you know? Right, right. I thought like people were pissed at the show because of that character. So if, while I'm walking around seeing every other person just oh, they loved him, it. I'm just like, what is going on here? I did not realize it was so popular. Yeah, <laughs> no, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, dude, he did a he did a fantastic job. Absolutely fantastic job. He's not here, is he? Is that no, he's not okay. here. No, well, that's, that's one thing too. Like you see a lot of people dressed as someone because that person's at the That's time. usually here. Yeah. I've seen more Sting cosplays. Yeah, I saw a lot this of Sting than, yeah. I, than I've ever seen before because everyone's dressed as Sting to go meet him and get pictures with him. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. I um, so, unless we saw some of the like, we got Anamia here. Yeah. Um, is there any other like well-known cosplayers here that you saw? She's the only one. She's I've the seen. only one. Queen of the Con, huh? Yeah. There I mean, you she's, go. She's number one in my heart. So Always cool. number one. Yeah, me, <laughs> me too. Me too. I, I, I agree with you 100%. But she's such a sweetheart, too. Yeah. You know? That's, that's what's really I talk cool. aliens with her for like four Aliens? Months. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like we both love that franchise. So whenever I see her, I'm just like... Oh, so, like the movie Alien. Yeah, okay, I thought yeah. you guys were talking about, like, I had this UFO experience oh, one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, speaking of UFOs, you yeah. can uh, hear this con. Oh, yeah. You can buy UFO, UFO the Otis Files. files That's true. Available here uh, from Trico Luckins himself. It's also yeah. at the Source Point Press booth. Uh, we talked about this a couple days or a couple shows ago when we went to the uh, premiere for UFO The Oldest Files. Now it is available here and you can get it and watch well, it. Well, and you can also get everyone to sign it. Like most of the and cast sign is it. Here. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I've, I've seen a few people who bought, picked one up and was getting the cast to sign it like crazy. So right. Speaking of uh, speaking of movies, uh, we found out this weekend that Tom Hardy. Was cast as Venom. Yeah, in the in the upcoming uh, Venom movie from Sony. Yeah, I'm still a little. I'm hesitant. I'm I'm, I'm not hesitant so much on that casting, but I'm hesitant about how Sony's going to do yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about this before, though. Like, if Sony's doing their own thing, so it's not quite part of the MCU. Yeah. So it's a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Is that what's going on? I think, yeah, it's what at least like what I'm picking up from it. Like this is going to be, you know, the the Eddie Brock story, you know, and and how Venom came to be. And I, I'm I'm honestly I'm okay with it not having Spider-Man in it. If this is going to be just a Venom movie, like we need, bring Carnage into it. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Have Venom and Carnage fight. Where instead of that that atrocity Batman v Superman that we watch. Do a Carnage vs. Venom movie and let Sony kick ass at it because they've been working with Marvel now and they might figure out how to make I, a better I, movie. I, I, I just want to see a Carnage vs. Venom movie where they look at each other and they just go, Martha? <laughs> that's great stuff. Uh, that's, man. That's, no one started a fight with me yet, but if everyone tries to start a fight with me, I'm just going to say Martha and see what happens. Right, right. So how did, uh, I mean, how, how did, how, what was your reaction to, to Hardy being cast as Venom? Like, do you think he fits the role? Do you think, like... You know, I mean... Really, he's only going to be Eddie Brock. But, but, but see, to me, like, when I think Venom, I think Eddie Brock, to me, I'm thinking 90s Spider-Man, which is them in college. Yeah. So to me, he's, like, a little older A little choice. too old. I mean, it's hopefully he doesn't 
just be Bane the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> Batman. Or it'd be Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I think the guy's great. Like, yeah. You know, he's, he's a great actor, dude. Yeah. I, and I, I think, like, like I, I fell in love with the guy after Mad Max. Yeah, me Like, too. that. that's what sold it for me. Yeah. Like, that movie was so badass, and he was so good in that. Like, I was a fan ever, ever since. Well, I mean, it, I think... I think it's one of those movies where if there's issues with it, it's not going to be with the actors. It's going to be with the script. All right. You know what I mean? It's going to be... The story. It's going to be the story. Like, people love to shit on the Ryan Reynolds screen. Oh, yeah. But he was excellent in that movie. He was. It was this... They chose a crappy story in the... and I think even with a much better story, the effects and the costume, the suit was made up wouldn't have mattered as much. Yeah, I agree. They chose a bad story. Then the, the Fantastic Four reboot that Fox did. Yeah, it was a bad story, and that's what killed it. A hundred percent. It was that movie the, sucked. The third act was. I mean, the first two acts were, were were okay. Yeah. The third act was terrible, and, and that's went way what, too quick. Way too quick. Help me read. Like that was yeah. it. That's I mean, all we got I mean, from it. Where that, where that movie ended, that should have been the first hour of the movie. Yeah, I agree. They should, the second, the third act of that movie should have been a different villain, and it should have been them working out of their new headquarters. Right. Well, I mean, do you think we're ever going to see a resurgence of a Fantastic Four movie? Probably not for a while. If we do, I mean, I get honestly, it. Like they were like the first honestly, ones. Honestly, I think know? we do. It's going to be. It's going to be like how we saw Spider Man. Yeah. Come back to the Marvel universe. I think we'll be. Fox will work out some deal, or, or Fox will just outright sell Marvel back to rights. Right. Fox has kind of proven more than once that they can't do it. Disney has proven with uh, The Incredibles that they can do a Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> That's all The Incredibles is, is a Fantastic Four movie. That's, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Animated version. Yeah. Dude, I am like, I am so hungover from last night. Like, I'm trying to keep my composure and keep this good. And, uh, I just, it's not, it's its not like clicking, you know? I'm yeah. trying, I'm trying to fire it up. Because I got I to gotta be on my game now, because right now we are being joined by Jordan Trevelyan from Comic Continuum. How are you? I'm super, how are you? I'm fantastic. So now it's from the Detroiters. Yeah, oh, that's right, Detroiters, that's right, that's right. How many people recognize you from that? Has it been a ton? Uh, there were a couple. It was really nice. I, it's funny how coming to the Comic Cons, it's, it's people that I have seen year after year after year after right, year. Right, right. So it's uh, like, hey, I saw you know you on the show, but it was they already know me from other stuff. So, <laughs> and we got Bob, the sales guy from IT and the D. What's happening, Jimmy? How you doing, buddy? Good, good, good. Exhausted, but I, I feel you. It's worth it. I just told him, I'm like, man, I'm trying to stay on all <laughs> cylinders here. I'm so hungover from yesterday, like I'm trying. <laughs> Such as the Sunday at Motor City. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So how's your how's your con been? It's been fantastic. Good. Yeah, good. It's been really great. I, uh, I I have a corral and a handler this year. All oh, fantastic. So. Ooh, fantastic. Moving on. Up. I know. I'm so, I feel that's so Detroiters, important. man. <laughs> exactly. They, they go over your resume and they look at it and they yeah. go, ah, ah, you, uh, you deserve a handler. handler. Yeah. And you're right across from Kelly LeBrock, which isn't the worst place in the world to be. Yes, yes, it's not. It's nice because there's there's Kelly LeBrock and then there's like the Mandalorian works. And so it's just nonstop entertainment for right, me the right. whole day long. And oh, then, people watching has been absolutely stellar. Oh my God, it's been amazing. And then Vic Mignogna is behind me. So it just sounds hilarious at all times. Yeah, I had to find out. Like, I didn't know he like did the voices of all the anime movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I, mean, yeah like, right. I watch all those movies. He's I'm like, oh my god, everything. that's the dude. Like, yeah, he's been in everything. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah. Everything. So, uh, what, what do you got? Uh, what are you What are you working on right now? What's What's coming out with you? Well, I uh, it's exciting to write as of now. I have sort of a summer that I can do whatever I want with, but that may not be true in like two days. Yeah. And uh, but I, I have a couple of movies that are supposed to come out in uh, in 2017. Okay. So, yeah, there's a, a movie called Mercy that uh, stars Ellen Page and Kate Mara. And I have a nice meaty scene in that one, so uh, and that should be out sometime this year. And then I did I did a movie called The Life and Death of John Gotti, and uh, that stars John Travolta. And um, I play the eldest Gotti daughter, Angel. Um, How cool is that? It, deeply cool, but it's such a huge movie. Like the the script is enormous, and it's going to be really really long. And so. God knows what they might cut out of it. Right, so, right. I'm, 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 I'm hoping that I'll make it into that one, but there's just so much to, to put in it that I think that, I don't know, we, we'll see, we'll see. But fingers crossed. So yeah, fingers crossed. See that movie in and keep an eye out for me. And my giant hair. You have giant hair in this? Well, it was. It takes place over the course of the, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and so I have never cried so much in a hair trailer in my life because <laughs> it was just like, you know, curlers, 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 tease, 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 yank, 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 and so it was, and my hair was enormous. This is torture. If you ever want to laugh, literally torture. I graduated high school in 91. Uh, prom photos from 91 <laughs> are hysterical today. Oh, my like, God, I bet. We just had a reunion of, like, look at all your hair. Our hair is all the same or we're losing it. The girls was like these huge puff balls. Oh yeah, so bad. <laughs> the oh yeah. spray with like finger holes in it for like, where you had to hold yeah. it out. Like who said? <laughs> like who's told them that looks? You know what? That looks amazing. Run with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Says, you know what? That's a great idea. See, I'm the guy that blew dry my hair up vanilla ice style. Oh yeah, I did. Oh, we had yeah. the Robert Smith guy. I was the vanilla ice guy with the mullet. With the, with the, <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Well, I, I want to see these prop pictures now. <laughs> please, please believe in the studio. Right? So I'm a huge, huge, huge Detroiters fan. I think Are it's you? one of the funniest shows like in, in a long time. And I don't know if it's because like I recognize everything, but I think the writing's hysterical. I mean, talk to me about that process. Like, hey, how'd you got involved in being... I mean, the episode you were in was a riot. <laughs> Thank you. I had a great time filming it. It's funny how, um, because it's I, the audition process for it was like uh, getting like a hush-hush, you know, phone call from my agent being like, the traders are going to be shooting it, and, and you're going to audition for it. I'll tell you what it is. And so it was this, and I went to Royal Oak, which is where the auditions were, and it was almost more of an interview than an audition process. So they were like, okay, you know, read the read the sides, do do the thing, and then tell us about yourself and what you what you like about Detroit. And so like all of the people that were cast in it had, I assume, satisfactory answers about you know living and working in the Metro Detroit area and and their relationship there too. So it's um it was really cool to be to be able to be a part of that and to to make jokes about Detroit that you know y- that you get oh, and, yeah. that are truly homegrown yes. in that way and so and I know that um, that Sam and Tim were inspired to do the show based on all of the the ads that they saw growing up as kids and uh, and you know I I thought that that was everywhere that it was just like independent you know low budget ads for uh, you know car dealerships and weird like pool cleaning places and uh, I guess that it's maybe a little more regional than I anticipated. I still could sing the majority of all of those old ads. It's yeah. stuck in my head. Brutal. I get on the right track to Nine Mile and Mac. Roy O'Brien. I mean, seriously, like I probably haven't seen a commercial in 30 years. <laughs> stuck in my head forever. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I got the Foreman Mills one stuck in my head forever, oh. constantly. I'll be just be driving down the road at Foreman Mills. I can't help myself. If I ever need to get my carpet cleaned, I, I will call it Empire <laughs> only because that's... That's <laughs> Empire today. <laughs> today. Uh, well, here, dog, why don't you go to Telegraph Road right now? Get a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude. Yes. Yeah. No, but that Dietrich Fur episode, like, I almost... 
peed my pants. It was so because that was such a corny commercial. Oh my god! And uh, for them to reenact it, because I saw them on Conan O'Brien and they played the old Dietrich Fur commercial. Yes. Oh my god! Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Like, they actually played that on national TV today. Uh, it's know. so funny to, to sort of be able to take what we have grown up with and show it to the rest of the world and be like, no, you guys, this is real. This is life. Oh, people 100%. are People are affected by this. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it was it's super cool. You know, the, the commercials I really love to watch, and, and I'll, like, I'll, like, look these up on YouTube, are lawyer commercials. Oh, they're God. honestly hilarious. Yeah. If you look, especially if you look at ones from, like, other states, uh-huh. they're super funny. Horrible songs, and, like, they try to, like, throw themes in them. Oh, uh-huh. my God, they're, they're, they're hysterical. Trust me, look up lawyer commercials. I'm, I'm totally going to. Well, it's funny because there was the, um, the, oh, gosh, uh, the Chuck Testa commercial that was going around the Internet, well, probably eight years ago now. Okay. But there was, it was... Some, I think he was selling some sort of like trailers <laughs> that you could live in, or tractor trailers, or like you know. Um, but the answer was like, do you think that um, you know this is going to be? You're going to have to replace your trailer, blah blah blah. Nope, Chuck Testa, and yeah. then everything after that became nope, Chuck Testa, and then that was. <laughs> See, the one thing about the episode that you were in, it completely. Um, reaffirmed my thoughts as to I do not ever want to pedal pub. <laughs> so I thought they were electric. I'm not kidding. <gasps> really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know you actually had to work, which is kind of like the carbon neutral version of we're going to drink beer and we're going to bike. It just does not go good together. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, yeah, please. You don't really have to work. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you don't. Oh. But see, there were people told me that went on them that, yeah, we have to actually pedal. Maybe you do have to actually pedal, but you can not pedal if you choose to. I think it's like a like a herd immunity thing. Like, some people don't vaccinate, then that's fine. But then the other ones have to work doesn't. harder. It's like carrying, yeah. a, you know. <laughs> but there's a guy like who who is, like, the safety officer. Right. And he's in the middle of the of the pedal pub, and he's the one who's in charge of actually, like, driving it around and doing all of the other when stuff. When everybody so. starts he's, to get tired, he pushes the gas yeah, a little bit. Yeah, say, he's exactly. doing all the work. <laughs> you got to get up a hill or something, and he's like, all right, I'll help you guys out. Yeah, yeah. You're actually yeah. just pedaling to charge the battery that drives it. Right. That's I could just idea. see that being a bad scenario where you got a bunch of drunks on a pedal pub going up a hill, and they're all like, "Nope, well, we're not doing yeah, this." I don't, I don't think San Francisco has any pedal pubs. You know what I believe all this crap is, especially Q line pedal pubs. It's selfie opportunity. Facebook, look at me, and they'll never do it again. Yep. Right. I'm on the queue line. Look at me. Yeah. Right. I'm on a pedal pub. Look at me. Uh-huh. That's it. Like, look, I'm so, I'm so hip and amazing. I'm, right. I'm taking. Well, in Cincinnati, we have. Uh, I live in Cincinnati now. Um, we have the the streetcar, and there was this huge thing about like, oh, well, you know, the Cincinnati streetcar is going to connect downtown and like uptown and all of these different areas, and the uh, and down by like the banks where our um, uh, our baseball you know field yeah. is and all that, and. Um, then there was this huge pushback, like, no, it's not really going to help. It's going to be a huge waste of money. And it, it passed, and they tore up all these streets and stuff, and now nobody uses it. Wow. There was, like, this huge you know, period of time where it was like, oh, we'll take a streetcar. Oh, it's so great. But it keeps, like, crashing into other cars. It keeps crashing into other streetcars. And, like, some days they just don't run it at all. And it, it's insane how... how frustrating it is yeah but it is super useful for like people who have ambulation trouble so they can get around town a little bit better so it opens up opportunities a little bit but it is not the like cure for social destruction that right. it, was, it was sort of touted as but yeah and then everybody gets on the streetcar and like instagram was exploding with just pictures of hipsters like i work we're doing renewable energy <laughs> if you want to laugh you'll appreciate it there's a guy, you know the Pure Michigan commercials with Tim Allen? Yeah. There's a guy named John Kerfoot uh-huh. that does spoof ads. <laughs> um, and he did one for the Q line, and it's hysterical. It's the oh best one. God. He's done 
Probably like 40, 50 of them. I think I've seen some yeah. of those. That right. sounds very this familiar. This one is the best one, in my opinion, that he's ever done because it's so true. He did one about the Jobby Nooner, right? He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lions fans. Yes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. The Q-Line one, I'm going to have to watch that because that it's sounds just, amazing. It just came out last week. It's mm. awesome. I, I actually reached out to him on Twitter to come on our podcast. Yeah. He agreed. Awesome. Yes, so much yes. Nice. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to listen to that. That's going to be awesome. Cool. So, I guess movie, I mean, goal-wise, movie-wise, I go, what, what's on the big, what's on the horizon? What do you want to, uh, obviously you want it all, right? I want, I want it all, man. I want it all. Well, it's interesting how, um, it's, it's, I've done the, like, big fish in a small pond thing in Michigan for a while, and then the film incentive died a horrible death and then I moved to another incentive state to sort of take advantage of that and so I'm I'm auditioning for waitresses again and I'm like I don't I mean it's great but also I feel like I've done this already um, but it's going to be nice when we get some sort of smaller budget things in into town and it's going to be you know opportunities for that will open up and I mean my resume is padded to the point where you know I've been able to like send stuff out and be like hey I want to audition for your movie and people go oh okay yeah sure right. so it's it's been really nice but I mean I'm, I'm doing that I'm also sort of diversifying I've been working on my art a lot more lately and um, my my boyfriend and I just bought a house, and that's like all I can think about right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, um, isn't it almost like you know, working fifteen hour days for three months, and then you get like a couple months off? Is that kind of how things? Well, it's crazy because like it depends on it depends on the shoot. Like I was working on Gotti, and I I went to the audition. They called me at like six o'clock at, on a Thursday night. Um, they were like, "What are you doing right now?" Like I'm going out to dinner with some friends. Okay, can you come down to the studio really quick and do like a, a callback because I'd already auditioned for it once. Right. While I was shooting Detroiters, I sent in a tape, and uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. So I tell my buddies, I'm like, hey, sorry, I'm going to be back in like an hour. You know, hold my beer. And uh, they, <laughs> I went and I, I did a read and I came back and I got an email or a phone call that night. They were like, hey, do you have any brown contact lenses? I was like, no, but I can get some. I don't know where, but I can totally <laughs> right. find some if that's if that will get me cast. And then I got a call, you know, 10 minutes after that. And they were like, you're book it, you booked it, you're shooting on Monday. And so I had a couple of days to prepare and to do my research. And then I got my, like, schedule when I got to set on Monday. And I was scheduled to be on hold for the show for three weeks. Wow. And I was like, oh, this would have been nice to, to know when I auditioned for this to, like, agree to it when I signed my contract and all of that. But, and it was wonderful. So I, I couldn't, like, leave town you know, because if they needed me to come in and shoot, oh, right, right. then I had to be there. But I also kind of got like paid a half time for my for my you know being around. Right. Um, and so they just had me on hold for a huge period of time. And so I went from like, yeah, I'm not, I don't have anything planned to, well, the next three weeks I can't leave the city. Um, and then I worked a bunch and a bunch and a bunch and a bunch on that. And then nothing to do free and clear. And so it's it's a very strange like. I'll be working so much that my, my head is about to explode and I'm driving all over the country and I'm going from, you know, audition to read to, you know, comic convention to all of this other stuff. And then I have like a week where I have nothing. And it's great. So I did a I did an Andrews Sisters show in Florida for three weeks during April. And so I stayed in like actors housing down in down in Sarasota, Florida while I sang shows twice a day. Um, in you know in 1945. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, and then you know coming back and being like, well, I guess I did that. Now that's over. Uh, what was I doing? What did I what did I take a break from? What do I have to get back to? And so it's just it's it's a very it's a very staggered sort of life because you don't know you can't plan anything. You know, like you can't plan a vacation because you know a movie might come to town oh, and yeah, cast yeah. you and blah blah blah. Busy, you know, yeah. or like hey, I need you in Chicago tomorrow. For this other thing, and so you know, my job is going on job interviews, mm -hmm. and then if I get cast in something, that's like gravy, you know. Then I actually get paid for it, which is great. Right on. <laughs> but it's insane. It sounds fun. It's fun, yeah, yeah, no, and I love it, and you know, meet interesting people, and you know, get to work with uh, with famous folks, and get to learn that John Travolta will not stop singing show tunes. 
Oh, no. Just all the and time. And you get to guest on amazing podcasts. Exactly. I get to guest on amazing podcasts with incredible That's the best part. Handsome, That's the best part. kind, generous. <laughs> well, before we get out of here, uh, please... I'll plug your social media and where people can find you. Yes, you can find me on Facebook.com slash the Jordan Trevilian. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-T-R-O-V-I-L-L-I-O-N. Yeah, I know. Um, and <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Jordan.Trevilian, and you can find me on Twitter at Treble Dreamer because I haven't figured out how to change that one That's yet. That's all right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and Bob, go ahead, plug your stuff where people Thanks, can Jordan, find appreciate you. Appreciate it. ITMD.com, podcastdetroit.com. Bob the sales guy, you know. There you go. Just, you'll find I got there. you. I got <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jimmy McKnight and the Ninja Starship signing off from the Motor City Comic Con 2017. Until next week, that's the show. <laughs> There's Norm's no Norm here. Norm's it's not, not here. the same. <laughs> we miss you, Norm. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you for stopping. Thank you for listening to the Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight, your source for the best and weirdest highlights in pop culture, sports, entertainment, and America. Visit ninjastarpod.com to email the show. Ninja Starpod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Available on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast listening app. If you listen on iTunes, make sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. And make sure to leave an iTunes review, because we love hearing from you. Yes, all of you. This show is a proud member of the Podcast Detroit Network, the Points of Interest Podcast Network, the Wicked Radio Network, and the Tangent Bound Network. All episodes are sponsored by the Falling Down Beer Company. Go to NinjaStarPod.com for more information on killer deals from our sponsors.